0: Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Everyone's
2: kind of like, "Oh, well, it's going to be Copper and Nunez now." For for fuck's sake, fuck off! <laughs> Hello,
0: <laughs> I, I'm just in the
2: middle of a recording, so right, I'll ring you back. Right. Fuck's sake,
0: right. <laughs> How will City cope at the Emirates Stadium? Has Rico Lewis done enough to earn himself a spot in the side? And is Julian Alvarez City's most important player right now? It's Friday, the sixth of October. I'm Amos Murphy, and I'm Alex Brotherton. I'm Ollie McCool. and this is the City Report
1: podcast. <laughs>
0: Welcome back listeners, happy Friday to all those who celebrate. Um, If you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to all of our wonderful episodes this week, two of which were done by the two people sat in front of me, Alex Boverson and Ollie McCool. Ollie, um, how are you doing? Big win yesterday or two days ago from the time that this will go out. It's nice to be back on a show speaking about City winning after that mini crisis where pretty much everyone's heads fell off in the um, immediate aftermath.
3: Yeah, we've gone from head loss week to pretty good one. I mean, in answer to your questions in the intro, it's yes and yes for me. But obviously, we'll get into more detail. But you know, coming straight, coming straight in, I don't think it really gets much better than you know a win like that. And then you've got a game against Arsenal away, where you know, no matter what, it's mm. like f- first big hype, first like properly big hyped game of the season. I would say, um, can, yeah. al- always always feel good about when, when one of these games are coming around the corner, even if circumstances aren't perfect for them but yeah should be good
0: yeah and any game in that half four slot for uk listeners i will one day get a table of every single kickoff time for time zones around the world today is not that day but any day in that half four slot that sunday evening match is, is always a cracker um alex you must be looking forward to it city arsenal is always a game which delivers or at least it has done in the previous couple of seasons yeah
2: um to be fair i think i'm probably looking forward to it a bit more now after um after Wednesday's match, um, mm. than perhaps previously, uh, I definitely was, as Ollie knows, I definitely wasn't in camp headloss, but um, I don't think anybody <laughs> here was
0: in camp headloss. I, mean, I think Oliver Kirsch has had a go at it, and we've <laughs> we've uh, rightly spoke him down, but it, I guess it's mo- it, it, with the new Twitter algorithm and whatnot, we we seem to find mm. the tweets, or at least I do anyway, that that, um, causing a little bit of controversy. That seems to how it be, but I don't I think most people, most listeners would have been in, in camp calm as well.
2: Yeah, and I mean going into the to, to the game on the back of, you know, three defeats or or if they're drawn against Leipzig, you'd still feel a bit, mm, like could have mm. done with a little bit of maybe momentum going into it. But you know, getting that good result in Germany. Um obviously as as you've both mentioned, Alvarez with that incredible goal you know he's he's likely to play a part on on Sunday as well and uh, and yeah it's so just sort of i don't know i don't want to reduce it just to vibes but you know the vibes <laughs> the mm, vibes are yeah. um, slightly better than they were maybe before the leipzig game so i think
0: i think that's only a positive
2: yeah. isn't it um so yeah it should be a good game
0: are, are you a gritty lover alex have you been practicing your uh, your moves <laughs> i can't lie i was i
2: was i've not been practicing my moves but um yeah when i re- when um when Doku scored that goal, I just sort of—I was watching at home. My parents were just like, "Oh, just look at his celebration! Look at his celebration!" <laughs> I knew it was coming. Um, he's just so happy, like it's—I love it. Yeah, like it—he brings—it's refreshing what he brings in that position. Anyway, as mm. you've already mentioned to us, I think you know City having different uh, profiles of wingers can all be a good thing. Um, mm. And but it's also just his personality as well. Not that the other the other wide players—you know—we all know that Jack Grealish mm. has got well, City fans think it's a fun personality. No one else seems to, but but I like Jack Grealish. But with Doku, he just brings something extra. He's just really, really fun, isn't he? And, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, the Mm -hmm. dance is kind of, he's maybe about five years out of date with it, but who cares? He's enjoying himself, (laughs) so um, I'm all for it. If Mm -hmm. he wants to carry on doing the gritty, then all power to him.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of them that I think uh, Christian Pulisic maybe made it, Hashtag famous, but he, he looks so much cooler than the doing it. He, he just he just looks like a little a smiley puppy whenever he scores, um, a little dog wagging its tail and, and running about. Uh, it's great. Um, Ollie, before we get into the Arsenal game itself, obviously, it, it, the the thing with me, I don't think the result in the Leipzig game would have mattered too much because it's a Champions League group stage. Six matches in the in the group stage, it'd take a monumental cock up for City not to accrue. 12, 13, 14 points, whatever it is, even if they had dropped points, it was the performance and it was it was seeing a city that I think most of us recognise from the back end of last season, but before we get into the Arsenal game, was there anything that you loved to see, obviously your, your little segment on the show, uh, which you introduced a couple of weeks ago, was mm-hmm. there a specific moment that maybe hasn't been spoken about as much that you loved to see?
3: Well, I mean, the the player, there's just one player I could talk about for ages for something like this, and it's Rico Lewis, but the one moment where I'll give it to him for is um, he lost the ball quite early on and then within about two seconds had it back, immediately ran back, won it back, and then carried on. And and I think it was pretty much the only flaw in his performance all game. He was phenomenal Mm. on Wednesday night. Just what a a gem of a player we've got there. You know, he came into the side last season as a auxiliary right back coming into midfield and we've just seen him blossom into this kind of all rounder almost, you know, we were talking about cricket before the podcast started, you know, he is pretty much city's all rounder in the fact that he can contribute both sides mm-hmm. of the ball, you know, can, has re- almost slotted into that kind of Alvarez role that we've seen this year um, with Foden alongside him in this game. He was just a spectacular performance. Yeah. Another another coming of age performance from him. He's eighteen, and how many coming of age performances has he had? <laughs> two in the champion, two yeah. in the Champions League alone. I mean, the kid's phenomenal. Uh, that new contract is obviously it's hyped him up, and he's got it. And you know, the praise he's getting from Guardiola, the praise he's getting from pundits, the praise he's getting from fans. You know, has 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 a fan base ever been so? Has the City fan base ever been so united on a player since Foden's emergence? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Phenomenal, phenomenal little player. You know, every time he's on the pitch, you just you're excited to see what he can do. And that's because he is still so young. I mean, he's still 18. He's still 18 Mm. years old. Phenomenal,
0: absolutely phenomenal. But well, one of the best City performances in the Champions League I can remember. Um, obviously, in terms of individual performances, that is, obviously there have been better performances, and, and some might argue Phil Foden's performance against Leipzig was uh, was better than Rico Lewis, although not me. But just in the sense of what it means and the development and the next step in his evolution, I thought it was, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, but, Alex, I think the wider context, the wider picture heading into this weekend game, which we'll preview now, is the importance of a confidence boosting whim? Because granted, City could have drawn at Leipzig. They could have played much the better football, but they'd have left it having been three matches without a victory. And again, sort of, there's different factors which would have contributed to that. The Newcastle game was pretty much a write off. The Wolves game was a write off for a different reason. It just wasn't happening for City. They'd have been the better team against Leipzig but didn't win but just to have that w that that green tick in the column going into what is as alluded to city's biggest game of the season so far yeah, um, can I just say, give, knowing your sort of distaste for American
2: sports is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say get that double to
0: give him the to get the double? Um, yeah, yeah. I'll start gridding in a minute.
2: <laughs> Let's just hope City can make it to the postseason. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah. I think it's it's a tricky one because I guess you never really know um, how you know bad runs kind of affect. You know the players that City have, what they've gone and done, winning the treble last season. Mm. I think I said on the show the other day that from a psychological point of view, it wouldn't be like you know, I don't think I wouldn't see them just sort of falling apart because they've gone three games without without winning. And obviously Guardiola in his sort of interviews always sort of comes out with a similar answer about well, I don't judge mm. the players on the result. It's you know about the performance. So if they play well, then we're not in any kind of crisis. Like if we perform well and don't get the result, it's just one of those things. But I think there were some comments from Ruben Diaz, wasn't there, um, before the game about, you know, things being like yeah. a little bit tense or something. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it's just interesting that, and he, and he wasn't saying it was a terrible thing. He just says, you know, it's a good thing sometimes for us to have because we're not used to losing or dropping points, you know, when when everyone's a little bit tense because of that mm. shows that, you know, everyone's keen to get back to their normal um kind of flow of things results in that but um yeah i do think it is in yeah i i don't know i'm not going to say it's the most important thing in the world but i think it's it is good that they've got back to winning ways you know there'll be a little less pressure perhaps on them um you know to to definitely win at arsenal like obviously it's they shouldn't be going to arsenal expecting to win anyway but it would have been a bit more pressure i guess had they had they lost three games in a row um but I think just I think maybe what's more important is just sort of putting in a good performance. Like as you say, against uh against Wolves, there was quite a lot of things wrong with that performance. Um and not and obviously Newcastle wasn't great either. But yeah, it was a good performance. Um I guess caveated by the fact that, you know, Rodri was available, um, and he's mm. not gonna be available on Sunday. But um I think it was good just to, you know get get the co- the cogs going again and and you know getting Lewis on the pitch as well um in that midfield role, I think that's probably something that was done to, you know, get him back up. Not up to speed, but you know, he doesn't often start yeah. as a he, he as as Ollie said, like he he's often started at right back tucked into midfield. But there's not mm-hmm. many games where he's just been a midfielder the whole game. Um and that is, you know, something maybe Guardiola decides to do on Sunday now that He's had that that game on Wednesday and he was so good in that role. Um, which is obviously mm. a great option to have, um, given the sort of I guess the lack of confidence he has in um in Calvin Phillips and mm. and whatnot. So um yeah. So I guess from a psychological point of view, it's probably not a bad thing, but I think just getting back to winning ways, you know, trying out new things, getting Lewis some minutes, um, is just like ideal preparation for Arsenal,
0: really. Yeah, absolutely. And it, seasons are long and arduous, and, and Andrew and I spoke about it in yesterday's episode where we said, you know, there was moments in last year where it looked like City weren't ever going to win a trophy at all. And then suddenly they pop up with all three at the end of the season. So just because they went two games without a victory doesn't mean to say that suddenly things are all doom and gloom, depending on who you listen to, of course. But it, it, I do feel like it is important, Ollie, for City to go to the Emirates Stadium we speak about most important game of the season so far, hardest game of the season so far, you could probably run through the fixture list and and this trip to the Emirates Stadium, which has, granted, been profitable for City in recent seasons, but Arsenal have been getting closer and closer and closer, could probably be top three, top four, hardest matches of the season altogether. So it, it is sort of, it is massively important City go there in a good mindset, but... What what are you expecting from this iteration of the classless club versus the team with tradition and history? And I will let you attach which one you think is which to that one. But um what do you expect on Sunday afternoon between City and Arsenal then? Uh
3: to be honest, I expect I expect Pep Guardiola to stick to this plan that he had against Leipzig, you know, going to going to a tough place mm. away, going back to you know last season's tactics and and I and I hate to say it, and I hate to phrase it like that because I don't think that's how Guardiola works you know he approaches each game as on its merits and knows what it takes sometimes he's going to want more chaos and want a bit more direct want a bit more direct attacking mm. sometimes he, he'll want to slow it down and you know play the game death by a thousand passes um and it when it works it worked you know to get us to a treble so I'm not I'm not going to sit here and slate it like some people would um, as for classless club versus history and tradition, I mean, just see, just see that whatever way you like. The Arsenal fans will have one opinion on it, we have another. Um, but frankly, I think, you know, I said this after the Community Shield, and I've said this a lot about Arsenal and Arteta specifically, they're far too emotional still. They're, they still yeah. have that kind of sense of, over eagerness to show off, almost, and it's mm. cost them a little bit at times. You know, it could have cost them in their opening game against Nottingham Forest. It definitely cost them this week against Lons in the Champions League. Um And they're going to want to do it here. They're going to want to do it here because we're their big, the, we're their big new rivals, and you know they actually mm. care about they actually care about this game because they think they think they're better than us, even though you know we beat them both times last season when they were seemingly just about favourites and all of this, and you know we still won the league by, what was it? Five, six points in the end. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, this is a team that we know how to beat. We're a team that they don't know how to beat. You know, we are that ob- we are that object, almost as stoic as a you know a willow tree or something, where it's just holding holding together. And they're just UK discourse has had enough.
0: We, we, we've had enough <laughs> fell in trees in the last week or two. We don't need to start that back up again.
3: No, but no, but this 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 is it, isn't it? We we are this kind of unmovable object, and then Arsenal come in and pick a mm. twig off and think they've. grabbed a massive victory well Mm. done lads you won a plate you won a plate and have a dog (laughs) in your team photo um there's your tick there's your clip for tiktok um but Uh, yeah uh, yeah but but this is it this is this is it with arsenal city games i don't feel as scared of them as you would say a derby or a Liverpool game Mm. but they're a scary team you know they they have they have serious serious players but i still think even the best version of city even without rogery should be capable of going to the emirates and getting a win there's no doubt about that for me. Guardiola is a better manager. I think we've got the better team, um, even without Rodri. You know, Declan Rice is a fantastic player. Bukayo Saka is a fantastic player. You know, we know how good Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko are, but at the end of the day, we replace them with better players. Um, and, you know, we, I think mm. we've upgraded once again on Zinchenko, bringing in Guardiola. Um, that man is mm. a phenomenon who's come into this team and settled in like he's absolutely no problem to. And so... You know, I expect it to be KJ, and I expect City to, you know, play the long ball. But I don't really think it's going to be a huge kind of newness from City. Almost, I think we're just going to see the City mm. we've always seen against Arsenal, which is, you know, we know how to beat you. We're going to try and wind you up a little bit, and we know we'll be successful doing that because you're an emotional team, and it will. Pro- and if they do go and get into the try and get into the referee referee's head it's going to end up costing them like it did last season and like it probably should have in the community shield when Arteta was raging after 10 minutes um so Mm. you know can you tell I don't like Arsenal I just, I just, you know, <laughs> no one I just, would ever have guessed.
0: Yeah, but, but I mean, only, is is there any football club in this country or this planet you actually do like apart from Manchester City and Manchester City Women? There's
3: a, there's a there's a lot of Premier League clubs, especially Premier League clubs, I like, but um, you know, just not ones that think they're better than Manchester City.
0: Fair, fair enough, fair enough. I look I eagerly await your list of four football clubs in the entire country, which you could Carlisle United. Um, yeah, true. as someone from stockport and and a team who beat Stockport in the playoff final last season i'm not I'm not standing for that. Um, that'll do for part one before we go on any more EFL rumblings or ramblings, sorry. Um join us after this short break as we continue the look ahead towards Arsenal. It's that time of
1: the year.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast then. Um, If you haven't, please follow, subscribe. But let's jump straight into some team selection news because, Alex, this is possibly the biggest team starting eleven Guardiola has had to name this season, you know we keep saying it It maybe sounds hyperbolic but we are going into a massive match and without Rodri there is a headache there is a there is a a tangible issue for City and Guardiola to fix does he go with Kovacic who comes back into team obviously hauled off at Wolves Nunes got some minutes against Leipzig although we're talking literally I think it was five minutes towards the end of the game he was taken off at half time against uh, Wolves and I think uh, Kovacic, Nunes was a lot of people's double pivot going into this match. Bernardo Silva obviously came back. He looked good. That's a boost. John Stones is in training, but as we've highlighted already, Rico Lewis. Um what are you doing then if you've if you're Guardiola obviously significantly less hair, but I'm not even I'm not going to say more handsome, but maybe a little bit more tanned. Um what are you what are you going to do for this game if you're in charge of City?
2: I think it's really interesting one actually because I think when the team news for the Wolves game came out, we were kind of thinking, oh, well, it's going to be Kovacic and, and Mateus Nunez kind of for these games while Rodri is uh, suspended. But I, I, I don't want to say, I, I didn't think that, you know, Mateus was awful against Wolves. Mm. Didn't have his best, didn't have a great game either. Obviously, he got hooked at, at halftime. Um, and then Rico Lewis goes and drops that performance against Leipzig. Um So I kind of want to say, you know, I guess if you're going to say who's who's sort of looked the best in those kind of positions, Kovacic looks like he's played for City for years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then obviously Lewis. But it'd be interesting to see what that dynamic is because, you know, yes, Lewis was incredible on Wednesday. He's put in really good performances before. He plays with a maturity that's beyond his years. Um, But it probably will be different for him playing say alongside Kovacic, who isn't an out and out defensive midfielder, isn't as good as Rodri. Um, so it's like it's almost, it feels like, you know, when you play alongside Rodri, he's kind of there maybe to guide him every now and again, you know, be that sort of um that guiding hand, like if you can in the in, like, difficult moments, that kind of thing. So I'm just wondering how that dynamic would work. But I'd still be tempted, I mm. think, because it's away at Arsenal and they're such a dangerous team and a, obviously, they're different from Leipzig, but they have a similar kind of threat on the transition. Obviously, they're a possession based team like Leipzig, but they're really mm. fast on the break or, or through the transition, rather. Um, so I feel like you do want two midfielders in the middle rather than, you know, the back four, but one stepping up into midfield. So, mm. and obviously, with Stone still out, that's not quite as easy. So I think maybe Kovacic and, and Lewis, um, mm. and then maybe Bernardo on the wing again, because while I, while I like Foden on the wing and Bernardo in the middle, I think Bernardo gives you a a bit more perhaps control out wide when you need it, and then obviously it would allow allow Phil to come in the middle where he's been playing very well, um, and I think he can create more problems from that position than than on the wing. So mm. I think I'd go for a pretty similar setup to what we saw on Wednesday. To be honest.
0: Yeah, it certainly is an interesting one, and I think prior to Wolves, I would have been in the Kovacic Nunes camp, but given their performances together, it just didn't really look like it was functional. Um, and Wolves Wolves defended obviously very deep, and, and it won't be the same against Arsenal. Arsenal's midfield pressing is probably up there with the, the strongest part of the game, or at least the, the part of their team, which is currently fit enough, um, I think some people would have maybe said. The wing play, but obviously Martinelli's out injured, Saka is struggling a little bit as well, which would be interesting to see whether or not he can jump back into the team. But Oli, midfield is where it's at really, isn't it? And it's interesting that John Stones didn't get on the pitch against Leipzig, despite City still having a substitution free. Um, I'm not sure if that was to do with the windows they'd used up or whether or not they would have been able to, to bring him on anyway. but. You'd have suspected had he got 15, 20 minutes, it would have pointed towards him starting against Arsenal. I think it would be a big jump to go from not playing at all this season to starting, as we keep saying. And it's going to turn out to be a boring 0-0 draw and it's going to be a shit game. But it is City's hardest game of the season. So I I can't see that happening. You would expect Rico Lewis to to retain his place given his performance. But again, playing away to Leipzig, very tough environment. Champions League is always going to be difficult. It is then a different style of fixture step up once more to go to the Emirates and do it so it is probably the biggest headache we've had so far this season in terms of what to do in that midfield position
3: yeah for for me I look at it and I'm thinking right how can we pack this midfield who gives which selection of players gives us the best chance of holding on to the ball and beating that press um, because as you say, it's their, one of their biggest strengths. You know, Declan Rice is an absolute monster for it, and you're gonna and you're gonna expect he's mm. gonna be he's gonna want to put in a fantastic game, especially with Rodri out. It's his, kind of almost his chance to prove himself as the other elite defensive midfielder in this league. Um, so for me, it's all about how many bodies can you get into that midfield, into those central areas, um, which is why I would probably take the risk on John Stones and start him. Um, okay. You know, it, I mean it depends how he pulls up, it depends how he it depends how he goes in training obviously. If he's not if he's not fully fit then don't. But if he's fit to start then I'll be starting him. Even if it's for 60 minutes because I think you get more out of getting John Stones in that team in that midfield doing that role. Um for me, mm. yeah, I think I think Kovacic and Bernardo are you know, options you absolutely need in this game um and then Foden picks himself at the moment as he always has. Um, what way you put Foden and Bernardo around is a bit different because I think, I think, you know, we're probably going to see a little bit more of positional interchange between them two, you know, going out wide, coming inside, um, depending on moments in the game because, you know, Bernardo is that industrious workhorse. You know, the performance we always go back to when it comes to Bernardo in central midfield is against Liverpool in January 2019, you know, where he ran, what, 13 kilometres was an absolute pressing machine. I think we're going to need... It's, mm-hmm. it, this game, you know, we keep saying it's a massive game. It almost has a feel of that sort of game, but a bit earlier in the season. It's, you know, two kind of momentous teams, you know, a lot of momentum behind mm-hmm. both of these teams for the league this season. And it's going to define the early stages of what could be a title race. Um, so I think, yeah, you need Bernardo in there. So it's fantastic. He back. He's back and got a full game under his belt um and then the other one is alvarez you know he's a mm. absolute workhorse as well so it's it's all about getting as many legs in that midfield for me rico rico and kovacic is your almost as your base almost and then you've got foden alvarez bernardo with grealish and with grealish and harland i think that number numbers correctly i might be wrong <laughs> This is the thing. Well,
0: if John Stosey started as well, then there's a yeah. lot of plays in there. I think he may have got yeah. one or
3: two over. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, ignore ignore the numbers there, but you know, but you get you get the point. It's all about pa- it's all about packing yeah. that midfield, getting as many bodies into there as possible. You know, I, I think for example, if Guardiola starts, we're probably going to see him spending a lot of time instead of bolting up and down the wing. We're going to see him spending a lot of time parallel to whoever's in that ho- in the holding areas. Mm-hmm instead of, you know, maybe not necessarily coming fully inside because, you know, Arsenal's wing threat is well known, especially if Saka is playing. You know, we are gonna need someone very, very onto him and I think Guardiola is the perfect guy to do that. But we also need someone who's just as technically proficient on the ball in those sorts of areas to keep to keep the ball. You know, this is I think this is gonna be a really this is going to be a game for the you know, the tiki tacky purists almost for City, because they're just mm. gonna be trying to keep hold of it, Your short passes. I I can almost see the tweets 20 minutes in already saying, City, just play the ball forward, play the ball forward, you know, get, get (laughs) Doku on, you know, take Grealish off. He's only passing back, he's running back 30 yards and passing backwards. You can almost, you can feel it already. But I think, you know, it'll, it'll probably, it'll probably end up being like that Leipzig game where, you know, Grealish comes off after 75 minutes where they put Doku on and Doku will do something and take all the credit when it's Grealish who's tied them out. Um, which is the theme from that lives ago, And I think it's going to be a theme mm. we keep seeing this season, how those yeah. two and how the two yeah. profiles work. Um, but yeah, for me, this game which, is... again,
0: the- to reiterate, is absolutely fine. You know, that, exactly. that is exactly. that is why they're there. That's why they're two different players in the squad. I
3: know. So, exactly. And uh, it's silly that people can't see the benefits of having both. You know, you can't go... You can't put all your eggs in one basket in this, in this scenario. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, for me, it's all, it's all about who wins that midfield battle. I'd bag City any day, even without Rodri. But for, you've got to get as many bodies in there. But I think Rico Lewis, for me, has earned his starting spot. He's absolutely earned it. And um, we've seen Pep trust mm-hmm. him in big games before. You know, he's talked about Leeds as one of the toughest teams in the Premier League when they were last season. He played them in both games against Leeds, bringing them on against Chelsea in the Premier League in January earlier this year. And he practically mm-hmm. won the game for us in midfield. Um, playing against Liverpool in the Cup Chelsea in the Cup he's 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 got a good repertoire of games behind him so I think it's I, I think it would be a fantastic thing to see him make that step up to one of the biggest games in the calendar for City and you know in, yeah. in a game where we don't have the premier holding midfielder in the world you know we may as well go for someone who can do what he does on a similar scale with the short passes keeping control keeping tempo and Rico Lewis is the perfect mm. guy for that in my opinion
0: yeah, I think it'd be not that Guardiola cares or has ever not done this himself, but to drop him after a performance like that would be pretty harsh. Because it, you know, what else? What more can you do? Um, but that obviously means he isn't going to start at the weekend because that's how those things go. Um, okay, we'll wrap up with a little bit of trivia then to round the week off. And, and given it's City versus Arsenal this weekend, I've compiled a list of a couple of ex-City and Arsenal players. You're going to go head to head and how it's going to work is I'm going to tell you how how many clubs these players have played for in their entire career. You're each going to have one round each where you get to say how many you think you can name and the opponent then has a chance either to let you do it for the point or they can go ahead and name try and name more to steal the point off you. Um, does that make sense to both of you? It's a little convoluted, I guess, but it should provide some decent action. Um, Alex, you went the furthest in our summer John Stones paint trophy, so you get the benefit of going first. And your player is Samia Nasri. Now, Samia Nasri played for seven different clubs throughout his career, how many of those do you think you could name?
2: Oof! Uh... Right, well, I'm, I'm just, can I just name them, or do I need to count them
0: off my head? Well, and then say you, you're gonna have you, you're gonna have to give me. You got ten or so seconds okay, to, to sort of put together a bid, so to speak. Obviously, if you go for seven, then Ollie, you have little chance to sort of <laughs> fight back at that. It's up to Alex to name them, but. How many do you think you could name uh, of the seven? Sorry, I'm just I'm
2: I'm going full like primary school and getting my counting on my fingers. He <laughs> uh, uh, oh, says counting think...
3: on his fingers. How do we know it's not a phone? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: going
0: to put my hand hands up. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, uh, Alex at the back.
2: <laughs> it's um of the Tell seven. You gonna go I far? think I can. Uh, I think I can name. Uh, five. To be fair, I wanted to five. say six, but I'm not sure who. The, you nearly, the... went
0: six, nearly went for six, and went um, for six. Oli, do you think you can name more than five, or are you gonna you're gonna? I'll try again. You're gonna let Alex go for the five he's put forward.
3: I couldn't. I couldn't name more than five. No, so I'll let him
0: Ooh, see if he can okay. dig himself pressure's out. pressures on. Um, pressures on. So five clubs that Sammy Nasri has played for in his professional career
2: um well city obviously uh mm-hmm. arsenal uh
0: sevilla yep. two easy ones there yeah west Ham. yeah that's four marseille oh yes. yes love that nice and um, easy straight off the bat do you did uh, any chance of knowing the other two there was someone um, in turkey
2: wasn't there yeah, uh, but I could oh, I, I knew it was one of the spores, but there's about, yeah. ten of them, there? uh, there's was... about a million spores, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he um,
3: is he a million? He, one he of...
0: finished his career? No idea. Oh I
3: finished oh, I you've no idea.
0: Uh and elect. Oh. Oh, they're they're together, he played yeah. seven times for Anderleuk between 2019 and 2020, which I believe was Vincent Kompany's mm. tenure in charge. Funnily enough, actually, he made 129 appearances for City. And then in his next four clubs, 23 <laughs> appearances for Sevilla on loan for a season, eight at Antalya Spor, Five at West Ham and then seven at Anderlecht before retiring in 2020. Um, Interesting player, Mm. it has to be said, and, and, you know, a very good one at that. Oli, your player then, same rules apply, Alex goes 1-0 up, is Emmanuel Adibayor Now, a couple more for Adibayor. unsurprisingly. He has played for 11 different clubs. And there are some names in here. Fair play if you can name all eleven. Um, I suspect you can, not but how many do you think you want to put forward? Oh,
3: God, um, oh, right. I know, th- I know three for sure. But God, that's terrible. I can't say three, um...
0: <laughs> considering two of them we already know because it's yeah, a exactly about Manchester exactly City and Arsenal
3: exactly players. exactly, and then it's pretty and it's pretty obvious. Here, the third one would be. Um, oh god do I do I say five and try and embarrass myself or do I, you know go <laughs> safe and no I'm gonna lose um, <laughs> you know what I'll go I'll All cards go, on the
0: table here
3: you know what I'll go I'll go with four because <laughs> I actually have my m- mind's gone blank so City Arsenal Alex. Spurs
0: wait 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 oh. <laughs> wait wait wait, <laughs> wait, wait wait they're the givens so, yeah. yeah they're, the, yeah, givens. they're the givens you're lucky alex yeah. four <laughs> ollie's now got your, a chance to name three. one more <laughs> uh do you think you could name more than four could you name five to, uh, to take the win? i think i, I think In... i could but i think go I for it
1: <laughs> go for it There, you, wanna... go. there ah,
0: you go.
2: there you go um so city arsenal spurs
0: yeah, uh, obviously. <laughs> um, I think most people would have got that one. So the adjudicators are going to let it slide. Uh, oh, it's gone got on my a, head now. Was that, uh, that was an ooh. So and five then, is, your, is your target.
2: Uh, Real See, I'd, I'd have
0: been guessing for the fourth. Real Madrid is correct. So one um, more um, for the point. Istanbul, Basak here correct good yeah, win done. in istanbul all city fans know that feel um ollie did you have one for your fourth that you it... thought might have been correct
3: uh corinthians was the only one that came to mind but i don't even think that's right no, that would have been absolutely
0: no. wild <laughs> like, yeah that is I just <laughs> quite the, quite the guess <laughs> Because oh, what, what, be wasn't,
3: wasn't there one in Brazil? Wasn't there one in Brazil or one of the, South America, South one of the big America. South Americans? South yeah.
0: America. Yeah, he played for Olympia in That's Paraguay. Because
3: oh, wow. um, I, I signed him yeah, on an weird. FM
0: save.
3: So, I signed uh, him on an and, FM save so at uh, his...
0: 38. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, this was his career run, by the way, for anyone wondering. Um, SA Mets in France, Monaco, Arsenal, Man City, Real Madrid, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, obviously, Tottenham on loan and then permanent Crystal Palace, Istanbul, Bashak Shahir, I K- 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 um, Think I've got that right. Olympia and then Semasi which I believe are back in Togo. But Alex, you take the win. Um, another quiz defeat for Ollie. It's becoming a regular occurrence. It has to be said. But that was lots of fun, Ollie. Thank you very much for joining us yet yeah, again. It was a it was a good a good showing. Um, however, you do need to go and. Um, up on your player career paths.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, at least this one wasn't rigged. That's all I can say. At least this one wasn't rigged.
0: <laughs> well. You did your best job to to blow it wide open. It has to well, be said, there needs to be some anti-corruption um, uh, officers, I think, in future city <laughs> report quizzes. Um, the yeah, for you. The for you. For you, after, after <laughs> some of the questions
3: you pulled out in the John Stones Paint Trophy, mate. Come on.
0: Not bitter. Not bitter. Alex, congratulations again. Um, maybe next time is your year in the John Stones Paint Trophy.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, although I've... I've I feel like Ollie might have ground for complaints because I heard that the quiz master flew back from a, a quiz in the, U, in the UAE <laughs> yesterday. So um <laughs> might have uh, <laughs> impacted his uh, quiz, quiz officiating, but uh, I'll take the win, you know. No replays here. Mm. Um, no, so um, no. yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you. It's been no. a lot of fun. Yeah, although I do think Ollie has been um, banging on a little bit like hair clop in terms of asking for replays and whatnot. I'll chuck Luke Barsley in there as well, the pair of them. Um, absolute urchins. But that'll do for today's show. If you've enjoyed the episodes this week, please hit follow, hit subscribe, leave a rating and a review. But until next time, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com.